millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats as we prepare to commence the first annual Tatagaga Awards. Now please welcome your hosts, Lockie and Harvey. Welcome to the Tatag Awards. We are They Talk A Good Game, your hosts. My name is Harvey. We are joined by my good pal and co-host, Lockie. Yes, yes, that's me. Hello, Harvey. Hello, everyone who has joined us tonight in the world of rugby league, uh, friends of the podcast and soon to be friends of the podcast. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful it's a wonderful time to be a rugby league fan, and this is the night of nights uh, for That's our it. podcast. What an occasion. We have built this night. We've been talking about it pretty much from day one at the start of the year when this podcast was just getting off the ground. We wanted to do an award ceremony that celebrated not just the best player in each position like you get at the Dally M's. No, no, but no. We wanted, you know, players for being most improved, try celebrators. Players with the best hair. That's right. You know, we wanted to reach out, listen to the fans, get your voice heard, what awards you wanted to be presented, what you wanted to vote on. And yeah. I cannot believe that we're finally here. It's the People's Awards, Harvey. It is the People's Awards. It's uh, the categories devised by the fans, the nominees selected by the fans, and now the winners that we are about to announce tonight voted for by the fans of our podcast on our Instagram. Uh, if you voted, thank you. Um, and if you're here with us tonight, thank you as well. Um that's it. You know, yeah. it is built by the fans, all the nominations we received, the ideas, they all came from you guys. We, like you, spend every weekend sitting on the couch, especially this year throughout the lockdowns that have been happening. The footy has been keeping us going. And we are so, so glad that we are here on the verge of something special. And the award winners, well, you know, this is probably the highlight of their career. Yeah, well, we've picked a we've picked a good year to start uh, these awards because there there's no there's no red carpet um, for our awards, seeing as we're an audio format, and and this year there's no red carpet for the Dally M's either. So we we have we really do have the chance to be on that equal footing with them. Um, but yeah, not that we must always compare to the Dally M's. We are in our own our own league. We don't we don't look at our competitors like that. And in fact, they're not our competitors. They are just doing doing just as much. <laughs> they are doing. Exactly what we love, uh, celebrating rugby league, which is what we're doing as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it's just wonderful to be able to get this thing off and running. Well, Harvey, should we get stuck in? Should we begin this award process and and announce? Get 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 excited! Give away let's the first it. ever Tatagaga award. Oh, I'm so keen. Let's let's get this ball rolling. We have lots of awards to hand out. Mm. So many votes cast, and it is now time to hear whether your favourite players have picked up the awards they were gunning for. So, Lockie, take this away. Yeah, well, the first award um, is for Veteran of the Year. Um, I know that, you know, often rookies are celebrated in the world of NRL, at the Dalliums, otherwise, but... The players that are on the back end of their career that have given a career a decade or more to to 
to the game that we all love and and are just going just as good as ever, really. Um, and so tonight we celebrate celebrate those guys. And the nominees are Adam Reynolds, Brett Morris, Benji Marshall, and Jared Waria Hargreaves. And the winner is Adam Reynolds from the South Sydney Rabbitohs is your veteran of the year. Well done to the fans. Well done to Adam from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Going to the Broncos next year. His career's not over yet. Um, he's still got some good years left in him, or at least Brisbane fans will be hoping so. That's right, yeah. yeah. Brisbane fans will be cheering at this victory to kick off mm. the awards ceremony. Yes, he still just signed a, a you know a long-term deal up in Brisbane, but he is a stalwart of the game, still playing his best footy, controls the game like no other, probably the best kicking game in the comp. Um, a tough field of nominations there, but Adam Reynolds, very well-deserved veteran of the year. Yeah, yeah. Again, some tough competition there too. Uh, you know, Benji Marshall, we all know what he's given to the game and he is the current oldest player in the game. Still hasn't announced whether he's going to go around again next year. Brett Morris had a tough end to his career and and Jared, well, he's he's just, just as fierce every year. So tough, That's tough right. competition. Well done to Adam. Well With done. Benji uh, missing out on the award this year, I think that could be the motivation he needs to sign another one-year deal and go around again, perhaps mm. in that starting seven jersey for the Rabbitohs wow. uh, to get his hands on this award because it's the only Veteran of the Year award out there. And, you know... It's true. He may not have ashamed. many other chances to, to get it before his time is up, <laughs> you know? Well, it would be something special if he kicked on. Um, but, yeah, you know... Two Rabbitohs players in, in those nominations. Yeah, two Roosters Showing, as well. It was all Roosters and Rabbitohs. That's right. That's right. Showing that the, the youngsters, the kids, rookies, there's no substitute for experience. That's right. Couldn't have said it better myself, half. Well, I think it's about time we rolled on to award number two. And this Let's one goes out to the best out-of-position performance. So we all know that players have their favoured positions, you know, and sometimes when injury strikes or suspensions come into play, they're asked by their coach to put in a shift where they're not a natural fit, let's say. Um, And there are a number of great chances this year to take out the award. And Mm. so the nominations are... Jake Granville, Joey Manu, Ewan Aitken, and Jordan Rapana. And the winner is Joey Manu, Sydney Roosters. His performances at 5 uh, 8 and at fullback have been exceptional. You know, he's one of the best centres in the game. But when he steps into those playmaking roles in the spine, he shows us that maybe centre isn't his best position. That's right. 5'8", fullback. Uh, He's been missed to fix it for the Roosters this year and he's a deserving winner of the award. Uh, Once again, credit to the the other players in those nominations. Um, You know, Granville, you wouldn't have thought you'd see him wearing the number one jersey this year or ever. Ewan Aitken, he's, he's not blinked, moving to the forward pack. And Jordan Rapana, who knew he had such playmaking ability? So, well done. Yeah, it was incredible, the lot of them, especially Granville. He has to be the most surprising one up there. You know, he looks like an out-and-out hooker, number nine. Um, he was not playing his best footy with Reese Robson, taking that starting spot. Um, but he showed his worth as a footy player, very versatile at the back there, and played a bit in the centres too. Um, so he can feel a little bit hard done by not getting this award, but the fans have spoken, and Joey Manu stepped up, claims the victory. Congratulations. Congratulations, Joey. All right. Well, 
Let's look at not necessarily what happens within the 80 minutes that the clock is running. Let's look at what happens in just those few seconds after the clock has perhaps stopped. Uh, a, a try has been scored, um, and this this celebrate this um <laughs> this award could not be possible. I don't think without the amazing. Uh, campaign from Sportsbet this year. Tried July. Proceeds going to Mossy Masoy, who just uh, the other evening uh, walked out onto the field and presented the game ball in the Super League Grand Final. How fitting. Um, but but tonight we recognised the players that made the most of Tried July and gave us their most outstanding and outlandish and crazy um, try celebrations. So the nominees... The try celebration of the year are Braden Hamlin Newelli with the WWE move, Nico Hines with the shoey, Campbell Graham for an in-betweeners dance, and Ruben Garrick with the how's that? And the winner is Braden Hamlin Newelli with the WWE The Rock move. Well done, Brayden. Well done. Your credit to you and your family. Um, we should also mention the only player on the list to incorporate, get help from another teammate and 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 help sell the move. So well done to the whole Cronulla Sharks team. I'm sure that whoever was the closest to him would have stepped up and 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 put off that move with him. It was probably a preconceived idea. Um, just well done. Hundred percent. And the only you know middle forward in these nominees. Um, all the others would have scored plenty of tries throughout July. Nico Hines, Campbell Graham, Ruben Garrick, all getting on the scoreboard mm. plenty of times. But Hamlin Newelli had to have this one chalked up from July 1st, knowing that if he crosses the line at any point throughout the month, <laughs> he was going to pull this one out the bag. And you could see the joy in his face when he got to celebrate in style uh, when he crossed the line there. And he, yeah thoroughly deserves this award well rehearsed brilliantly executed uh, a fan favorite and you can be sure that will be on the highlight reel for years to come absolutely absolutely uh yeah it was the standout i have to say nico hines shoey um would have would have been close i think it connected with a lot of people it's been it's a big popular celebration in australia at the moment but just yeah i think thinking outside the box hamlin Ueli, no one no one came close that's right. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on because there are plenty of awards to give out, and this one is pretty hotly contested. Mm. We're looking to find the most improved player of the year. Uh, obviously, lots of players come into the game as breakout stars and have a first grade career from start to finish, but there are a number of players throughout the game who, you know, struggle to make first grade or find themselves in the team one week and out the next and are given plenty to work on by their coaches. And, and all of these nominees went away. They took the advice, they listened, they trained hard, and they are blossoming into some of the best players we have. This year, they've truly shown that they are stars of the NRL. And so for most improved player, the nominees are... Nico Hines, Justin Olam, Isaiah Papali'i, and Adam Dewey. And the winner is Nico Hines. Congratulations, Nico. Exceptional work this year, starting probably out of the storm best 17 uh, given the strength that they have in their spine but he has given Bellamy so much to think about Mm. and he has just proven his worth with every minute he's had out there on the pitch Um, landed himself a big contract up at Cronulla going forward where surely he'll be given the keys to the side and he'll be able to run around as the star of the show which he thoroughly deserves to be Congratulations, Nico. Yep, congrats, Nico. Uh, definitely deserved. He's gone from 
wearing number 17 on his back to wearing number one. He's gone from the biggest the biggest number you can wear to to the smallest. And if that's not improvement, I don't know what is. Um, yeah, I think it, it was his season of improvement, at least. Um, he went from, you know, a player who didn't even get on the field in the grand final last year to one of the NRL's best playmakers. So, yeah, no yeah, one, that's right. I think he deserved, much deserved win. Um, got to give some credit to the other nominees as well. Justin Olam becoming the most damaging centre uh, in the game, his ball running is just scary sometimes. It's the type of impact when he, he makes contact in defence and offence that he makes you shudder on your couch at home. Um, Papaliti as well, unwanted at the Warriors, but he has probably been Parramatta's best forward and they have a stacked forward pack this year. So well done there. Dewey as well, the shining light for the Tigers in a, in a pessimistic season and yeah. I you'll be uh, very grateful that he's been you know perhaps one if not the only reason to applaud the Tigers this year um, and he has certainly stepped up when you needed him absolutely him and Dane Laurie probably saved the Tigers from a wooden spoon this year so they you know yeah credit credit to them and now for our next award of the evening moving on uh, there's much to get through it's the beauty of these awards. We've packed them, condensed them, full of goodness. And it's all interesting. Not like the Dally M's where it's just like winger, centre, fullback. You know you know what's coming up next. You don't know what's coming up next here. Well, I'll tell you what's coming up next here. It's the award for best combo. That's right. The first award of the evening so far that's uh, not just individual. It's for the, the duos, the trios, the teams within teams, the players that know how to find each other on the field. They just know they're there. Uh, whether that's down to playing together for a long time or just because they've got that instinct, that connection. Well, uh, without further ado, I'll get straight into it. The nominees for best combo are Justin Olam and Josh Adokar, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell and Alex Johnston, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai, and Tom Trebojevic, Ruben Garrick, and Jason Saab. That's oh, a highly sought after one, this one. And the award for best combo goes to Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai from the Penrith Panthers. And the New South Wales Blues, we should say as well. That's, um, they've had, it's been quite a year for these two. It's been their year, I think. Uh, they've really risen. Uh, off the back of the grand final loss last year um, and with the addition of, I guess, a third half Burton in the centres, it's, it's taken their games to new levels and thoroughly deserved. Although any one of these combos could have won and I would have said it was deserved, to be honest. 100%. I mean, the Clary Luai are deserved winners. Lots of questions raised when Burton signed a contract at the Bulldogs and it was clear that his future wasn't at Penrith, but Luai and Cleary, their combination has proven to be so valuable um, and it has been the reason why they are firmly in contention for the Premiership this year. Uh, Luai especially, his meteoric rise um, as Cleary's number two to an out-and-out origin star in his own right, uh, they are the best halves combination in the game, you would have to say. Um, but as you said, all the other nominees were lethal across the year. Olam and Adokar are, you know, they just destroy defences down that edge, as do Walker, Mitchell and Johnston on that left-hand side for the Rabbitohs. But the Manly back three, I mean, three of them in the top five try scorers of the year, led by Tommy Turbo, Garrick breaking the point scoring record for a single season and Saab, well, He's more like Ferrari. He is that quick. <laughs> <laughs> They've all been pretty good. Yes, that's true. No, they're, they're, they're a record-breaking trio, so tough to miss out on this award, but so hotly contested. How good that we've got so many great combos across the clubs in the NRL. That's it. You've got to recognise the teams within teams, as you said, poetically. <laughs> it's not an individual sport. You know, this is a team about playing with your mates and mm. building those combinations. And this award was, you know, 
very popular amongst the fans. Yeah, also so should glad quick, to see it come to life. Should quickly mention that uh, it's fitting that the four nominees for best combo are from the top four clubs that finish in the top four on the ladder. It just goes to show without without those combinations, yeah, you know, you you know where. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Well done. Keep it going. We've got another award coming your way, and this one is a funky one. Many players have been in lockdown, in bubbles, and they've not been able to get to their favourite hairdressers. It's meant that we've had some very creative expressions. It's been wonderful for the game, I think. That's it. In hairstyles, players are getting creative. So we've got the award for best hair. This is, and the, the nominees, this, is, this is a big one. People people really appreciate this award, I think. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see who wins this one. It's a big one. There's a lot of hype around it. So let's hear the nominees. They are Josh Papali'i, Viliame Kikau, Ryan Pappenhausen. Morgan Harper. And the winner is Ryan Pappenhausen. Done it! Congratulations. Oh boy. The boy. The man of the hour. Stand the it. hottest form player in the game at points this year. His haircut has been the X factor that mirrors the way he plays footy, business at the front, party at the back. I mean, he was up against some such... hot competition too. Some That's great, right. a, f- a couple of other really impressive mullets, and Morgan Harper, who's obviously got the got the motor match. So that's right. I mean, Josh Papaliti's mullet seems to have a cult following nowadays, but Ryan Pappenhausen, there is something special about the mop on his head, and. It's, it's an excellent trim. You've just got to exactly. say, uh, it's a well-deserved Best Hair of the Year award winner. He's inspiring a generation. Kids all out there, they get they want the Ryan Pappenhausen haircut. Um, I, I, I toyed with the Ryan Pappenhausen cut for a bit earlier this year. Uh, such is the, the influence of the man. And he, he probably was the favourite going into the award, but, but I was nervous to see if he would come out on top. And thanks to the fans, they've got behind the man. That's Perhaps. right. And you, you are bang on. You will be inspiring kids across the nation. When this lockdown comes to an end, you know barbershops are going to be full with little kids <laughs> walking in with a rip out from footy magazines of Pappenhausen with his locks and wanting to get a cut that matches the superstar that is Ryan Pappenhausen. That's Congratulations. Right. That's Ryan. Well, let's move on. Uh, we, we talked about hair. We talked about the outlandish stuff, the, the players getting creative, and I think a, a nice segue into this next award because it goes once again. It's not always just about the footy. It's about inspiring the kids. It's about being someone that people can look up to. It's about being someone that people like and want to see on post-match interviews and um, other such mediums. Uh, the award for the best character. The best character you know, the NRL, I think one of the reasons why I love rugby league is for the crazy, kooky characters that come from it. You know, I grew up watching Paul Vorton and Matty Johns on the footy show. Um, and it's good to see that there are still so many, you know, crazy, crazy people playing the game that we love. So for the Best Character Award, the nominees are Brandon Smith, Toby Rudolph. Brian Toto and Josh Adokar. And the winner is... It's Brian Toto! Wow. Perhaps unexpected. I think Brandon Smith came into this, this award as the favourite. Um, but Brian Toto, the man who sings, dances, performs secret handshakes with teammates for example Jerome Luai they've got a very close connection he does it all and not only that he's also a great footy player so he's just the complete package um you've got to take your hat off to him because I think last year maybe maybe the cheese would have won it but this year has been the year 
of the rise of Brian Toto as a household name. 100%. He's, you know, predominantly let his footy do the talking. He played his way into that origin side, but he is one of the most lovable characters in the game. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy. And as you said, he is full of beans all the time. You see him in the sheds, in the warm-up. He's always down to boogie. Um, and he is a clear, you know, star of the game and clearly one of the best characters we have. Obviously, the cheese, he's got to feel a bit gutted coming probably second in this award. Mm. But Toby Rudolph and Josh Adokar cannot go, you know, without recognition. No. Um, two genuine lads of the sport. Uh, Adokar, obviously, with that trademark laugh now that JT has retired to the commentary box. He is the, you know, best laugher on ground, let's call him. <laughs> Uh, yes. And Toby Rudolph, well, we've all seen him do a post-match interview that, you know, we wish we saw more often. And That's right. He's he brutally is. honest. He doesn't, he doesn't muck around, doesn't try and sugarcoat his words. He, sa- he says it how he sees it. And I think fans really do appreciate that, given these modern times with social media and stuff uh, and That's whatnot. It. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So brilliant award. Great idea coming from the fans. That one, yeah, um, big and, one. Yeah, just like the best year, one of the one of the bet one of the great awards that we we looked forward to on this award ceremony. That's right, and there genuinely could have been ten nominations for that one, um, but you know, the fans voted. They got their nominees in, so that's the top four. And well done, Brian Toto there. Well done, busy. Let's let's keep going. Let's do We've it. We've got more awards coming your way. You got and so many one, awards. How yeah. good? This one's going to be for the best pest. Ah. So these players, you know, they're full of character. But when you come up against them on the footy pitch, most players find that they get under their skin. You know, they're shit talking. They're, you know, not letting their opponents have an easy game. Um, they really know not just how to play the best footy to get under the players they're up against, but they've got a lip to go with it. And so, the nominees for Best Pest are Will Chambers Cameron Munster Victor Radley Adam Dewey Four pests come into consideration here, but the winner is Will Chambers, congratulations. His footy skills haven't quite lived up to the height of his early career days and his time at the Storm. But I think it has to be said for getting under his opponent's skin the best, you know, sort of runs on ground, effective shit-talking, pestery, Yeah, has to go to Will Chambers. Absolutely, yes. Um, as you said, I think... I think- the um, the uh, sledging has suddenly become his best asset on the field. Um, as he's getting a bit older, he's he's missed out on the Origin jersey, which was once uh, an automatic selection for him. But it's good to see that he's he's he hasn't stopped giving it to his opposition number, and and this year especially, I think in that match against the Warriors where he got Kane Evans riled up, he picked him out early. Managed to get him sin binned. You know, it's it's a tactic, and he managed to get his side a a, a player advantage. So, so well done, Will. I guess it is a part of the game. And at the Dalliems, they won't celebrate it. They won't celebrate it. But here, we will. We will. What happens on the field stays on the field. One hundred percent. Well done, Will. Munster, Radley, Dewey, fine shit talkers, sledges themselves. Um, always very effective as well. But Will Chambers, the standout. It has to be. Well done, Will. And now it's time for an award that we have also been looking forward to. It's funny how many of these awards we've been looking forward to. Our fans just submitted some really great awards and that's why it's why we did this award system because it has to be done. There's so much that is not recognised in the world of rugby league and nothing more, I would say, than families. There are brothers playing this game. There are, you know, there are, there's even brother and sister combos across the male and female legs. There's, there's a father-son 
coaching duo, for Christ's sake. Um, about to be two once Billy Walters goes up to Brisbane. So how could we not, on a night like tonight, include an award for the best family? Um, so many to choose from, but only four got the most nominations from our fans. And those families are... The Trebojevic Brothers. The Braley Brothers. The Morris Twins. And the Cleary Family. And the winner is... The Trebojevic Brothers. That's right. Tom, Jake, and now Ben. Uh, Well done. Well done to the Trebojevic Brothers and... Maybe that maybe that brotherhood will only only improve as Ben makes his way into the first grade side. He saw a, a bit of first grade footy this year, but not not a heap, and has not made himself a regular first grader just yet. But if if he's got any of that same talent in his in his veins as his brothers do, then gee whiz, the the rest of the comp better be on notice because we could have yeah, that's right. It's Burgess two point brothers all in the same it. team. I mean, sometimes footy really does run in the family and it's pretty clear with this lot that they are born and bred footy players, locals to Manly. Uh, As a Manly fan, I couldn't be more proud of them. They are leading the way for the Manly side um, in what's been a lean couple of years. But now that they've playing some of their best footy, Tommy especially has gone to new heights. I'm so, so happy for them to take out this award thoroughly deserved that is not to discredit the other nominees either the Braley brothers both starting nines in top eight uh, or not top eight sides the Sharks just missed out unfortunately yeah um but two you know very strong competitive games you can only imagine what their parents must feel like on the sideline watching that (laughs) um the Morris twins I mean these boys have done it all haven't they yeah must be such a special bond um, they've got between them on the pitch, off the pitch. And to have the career that they've had together, it's been, you know, a privilege to watch um, as a footy fan. All neutrals will be very sad to see them retire this year. But of course, the Cleary family, Coach Ivan, son Nathan, they are something special and you know, all of Penrith will be hoping that a dynasty can be built on the back of them too, because they have a side capable of going on a stretch of premierships. Um, they've just got to clinch those finals games and and get over the line. That's right. Yeah, that's that's completely right. Uh, but but given given this year, I think the Trebojevic brothers, amongst that great competition, worthy winners, absolutely worthy winners. Uh, so yeah. Let's move on. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's do it. Um, This award goes to players that we're not going to be seeing in finals footy throughout September. Always the recognition goes to the players towards the top of the table. But we certainly think that there is a time and place to recognise the best players in the bottom eight. Yeah, uh, the big fish in the small ponds, if you will. That's right. Every team has some star players, some X factor. 
um, the players that they've managed to hold on to or recruit as the stars of their franchise. And there are a number of standouts who are already in postseason. So the nominees are Payne Hass, Reese Walsh, Adam Dewey, Jordan Rapana. And the winner is Payne Hass. This big man is exceptional. New South Wales representative, probably the best front rower in the game at the moment. And he's still very, very young in his career. The Broncos would probably be far closer to consecutive wooden spoons if he wasn't in their side again this year. And they need to do everything they can to hold on to him moving forward Um, because he just, he does it all. He plays big minutes. He runs hard for big meters. He defensively holds his line well. He's quick-footed. He's got an offload. There isn't a side in the game that he wouldn't walk into and be their starting front rower. Um, he cannot, I cannot believe he's not playing finals footy because, you know, I'm missing him already and it's not going to be till March next year that we get to see him out mm. on the pitch again. Yeah, absolutely. Well-deserved. Some, some, some good standouts amongst that, amongst that group at, at Payne Haas the deserving winner. Now let's turn our attention back towards teams. We're not looking now at individual players. We're not looking at combos. We're looking at a team as a whole. And we're looking at not just teams that are just doing well. And we're not just looking at who's the highest on the ladder or who's likely to win the premiership. We're looking at improvement. Obviously every year NRL fans, whether they make finals or not, or whether they win a premiership or not, all that NRL fans really want is to see that their team is on the rise and that there's there's progress being made there. Um, and it, it's not always the case. Trust me, I'm a Tigers fan. I know that it is not <laughs> always the case. In fact, sometimes it's rarely the case. But for these four teams, uh, their fans have something to look forward to, especially going into next year and also for the, for the rest of this year, perhaps, depending on what team they are. Anyway, for most improved team... The nominees are the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles, the Gold Coast Titans, the Brisbane Broncos, and the Newcastle Knights. And the winner of most improved team is the Manly Sea Eagles. Woohoo! Absolutely deserved. Uh, if you look at the ladder alone, it's enough to to show uh, that, that, that they deserve that victory, that award, um, going from 13th last year to fourth this year, and and you know riding riding the battle for for that premiership really. Um, despite going down to Melbourne on the weekend, they're still right in that battle. You know the Titans improved one ladder position, but but they've got a lot of new recruits and blooded. A lot of young players and looking very promising. Broncos, they'll just be happy to not get another wooden spoon. And the back end of their year was promising. The Knights, uh, well, they went from 7th to 7th. But given that they were missing a lot of their their starting spine this year, you know, impressive effort to keep that 7th spot just outside that that formidable top 6. And and Harvey, we actually, we have uh, a message of thanks here from uh, a Manly Seagulls uh, fan page on Instagram. They're called Manly Seagulls Central, and their handle is at Manly underscore Central. And they've 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 said to us, it's obviously crazy to have gone from the bottom of the ladder to top four. The likes of Des Turbo and Cherry headlined the turnaround, but credit is also due for Lachlan Croker, Kieran Foran, Haumole Olakuatu, Morgan Harper, and others for the individual improvement they showed that benefited the team. Well, thank you so much to Manly Central for getting back to us and for for sending in a message of thanks. I'm sure that all Manly fans listening will be very encouraged to hear that that one of their biggest fan pages on Instagram is is invested in the Tataga Awards and is 
accepting the award on behalf of the club. So well done to Manly Central. Well done to Manly for being the most improved team at the Tatagaga Awards. Yeah, it was something special this year. Coming into the top four at the end was uh, a real, real treat. Obviously, from last year to this year, we've improved significantly on the ladder. But even throughout the year, starting with three losses in a row before Tommy got on the pitch, there were questions over Dez and his role at the club moving forward. Well, he's answered those. And even those fringe players mentioned there have done so well to improve the you know their ranking within the game. It's not just those big-name players, the Trebojevic boys and DCE, um, who are earning the big bucks, but it's that supporting cast that has made Manly into premiership threats. Um, yeah, exceptional work all round. Well done, Manly. Well done, Manly. Well, something that the Dally M's don't do is they don't recognise parts of the team. They just recognise the individuals. I'm talking about breaking down a footy team into what makes it run. And this is going to begin with our first award of its kind, the forward pack of the year. Now, obviously, these are the big meter eaters in the middle, often rotated through the bench. So there's a lot of players in each side's forward pack that put in the hard yards. They do a lot of tough work and... You know, they really deserve the recognition because they're not always scoring tries. They're not doing the fancy kicks. They don't get the points, but they lay the platform for everybody else in their side to do that. So without further ado, the nominees for forward pack of the year are the Penrith Panthers, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Melbourne Storm, the Parramatta Eels. And the winners are the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Congratulations. They have been so good throughout the year, as evidenced this weekend, really sticking it to the boys at Penrith and laying the platform for their backs to do the work. Mm. Uh, Their intensity, their line speed, they really delivered in the physicality uh, again on the weekend. And similar to the last award, we do have a Rabbitohs fan page accepting the award with a very kind message uh, for all the Rabbitohs fans out there. So Rabbitohs Radio on Instagram have said, you can say that our forwards have worked hard all year and while our backline has been scoring all the points, It's been due to the forwards getting the job done up front. Cam Murray has been incredible. Claude Matangi has been a contact meter monster. And Jai Arrow has added that extra grunt we needed. The Panthers' victory on Saturday was a massive defensive effort that laid the platform for the win and the team's march on to the prelim. Junior, the GOAT and Tom have been huge as well and deserve a special mention. So well done, all Rabbitohs fans, thank you, Rabbitohs Radio, for accepting the award as part of the TAG Awards. It's a great yeah. recognition for all their hard work throughout the year. And it's got to be said, Wayne Bennett has got the most out of each and every one of them. He's rotated locks and edge back rowers throughout the year as well. Yeah, they're probably the smallest forward pack of those four that were nominated. Because uh, you look at the Panthers, you look at Viliami Kika, Fisher-Harris, Storm, Bromwich Boys... Asafa Solomona, Welch, uh, Eels. I mean, Eels probably Junior Paulo, Madison, Papali. Uh, whereas the Rabbitohs, it's it's a very Wayne Bennett Ford pack to me. It's 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 a Ford pack that you know Wayne Bennett will always choose to coach a a player who will be gutsy and be tough and give his all than a player who's just naturally big, you know. And a player like Cameron Murray must just be an absolute dream to coach for Wayne Bennett. It's the sort of player that. He, he's loved to coach for his whole career. Oh, for sure. So congratulations all round. I think their mobility through the middle has got complemented the changes to the rules this year and they thoroughly deserve this award. Congratulations. And while the Ford Pack is absolutely important uh, to setting that foundation, 
you got to have some speed in your back line to finish off those plays that your forward pack grants you and that your halves create for you. And so once again, we look at the teams and we look at the back line of the year award. These guys obviously get a lot of recognition anyway. They are often in the top try scoring talks and they get to have all the fun. They get to be the heroes and that score the tries and make the highlights reels. But let's just look at the teams for a second and think about who's put together that really solid backline. And so without further ado, with the, uh, the, the nominees for backline of the year are the Penrith Panthers, the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and the Melbourne Storm. And the winner for backline of the year is the Penrith Panthers. Well done. Well done, Penrith. Well done. A very similar, semi-similar semi backline to the one that got into the grand final last year, except now with the addition of Charlie Staines instead of Josh Mansell, uh, Matt Burton in the centres, Paul Momorowski doing a job there, Steve Crichton just as good as ever, Brian Toto on a whole new level. So well done to the Penrith Panthers. Once again, like all awards, my gosh, they were up against some very difficult competition. Manly have had a... Their wingers have been electric this year. Uh, the Rabbitohs, you know, one of, I guess one side has been more electric than the other. Whereas Panthers are kind of dangerous across the park. But, you know, well done to them. That's all I'll say. And you, you can never write off the storm in these type of awards and either so much X Factor across the park in all the nominees this year... Panthers, I must say, while they made the right decision keeping Luai and Cleary in the halves together, Matt Burton has shown his footy value out in the centres. Very versatile. And he's been better than he was hyped up to be, I reckon, this year, as has probably tipped the Panthers over the edge with the fan vote in this award. Credit where credit's due. Obviously, Brian Tutto, as we've seen earlier in the award ceremony, the best character in the game, is going to get a lot of fan votes as well. So all around congratulations to the Penrith Panthers backline. I feel like Matt Burton is bringing back or bringing in that sort of rugby union inside centre role. It's like a, a third half in the team. Uh, it's just, I think halves, you know, the reason why they play in that position is because they see the game and they read the game better than anyone else. And having someone in your centres who can do that, you know, you even saw what happened with a side like the Tigers throughout the year when we had Dewey at centre. Having that third half, it could catch on. Could catch 100%. on. 100%. I totally think that getting a playmaker further wide, making those decisions with either the cut-up pass or the, the short kick um, is becoming increasingly valuable. I mean, you see it now with the ball playing middle forwards taking the ball on at first receiver, going to the line and making that traditional halfback first receiver role shift out one pass wider. Um, and, you know, with her playmaker in the centres, you get that value even more. And certainly I think that is a trend that we will see continue uh, in the footy next year and in the finals to come. Yeah. But there is obviously one more part of what makes up a team and arguably the most important cog in the whole machine is the spine. And these players are paid the big bucks. They control the game. They decide who's going to get the ball and when often they are captains, leaders, tacticians within the side. And it's very, very tough to pick the best spine of the year. But yeah. we have four standout nominees, and they are the Melbourne Storm, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Penrith Panthers, and the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. There's no debate the spine's important. The top four ladder finishes this year all being nominated for the award, but there can only be one winner. And this year, the spine of the year goes to... The Penrith Panthers. Congratulations. They have been exceptional 
throughout the majority of the year. Nathan Cleary, Luai, leading the way. Coruscant has been great at dummy half. And of course, Dylan Edwards rotating with Stephen Crichton when given a chance out the back has been exceptional. The fans have spoken. They have. Penrith. And uh, this is one I'm actually probably the most surprised by uh, of all the awards in terms of the winner tonight. Not that the Panthers' spine isn't exceptional. They wouldn't be a top two side if it wasn't. But uh, the Rabbitohs, for one, have a spine that is entirely made up of players with state-of-origin experience. The Storm uh, had about six members of their spine this year that were all exceptional individually and as a team. Um, the Seagulls, uh, yeah, I can... Uh, Lachlan Croker, makeshift hooker, did exceptionally well. Um, but, yeah, uh, the Panthers, you know, there you go. Dylan Edwards, I, I don't think he's on the same level as the other fullbacks X-Factor-wise, but I guess in the in the makeup of that team, he's the fullback that works for them. That's right. I think he complements the other spine players well. The Storm certainly will feel hard done by in this award. As you said, there are probably six of them with the Brandon Smith, Harry Grant, one-two punch through the middle at dummy half. Nico Hines floating around as a valuable playmaker when either um, Jerome Hughes, Munster or Pappenhausen go down. You really would have had to make six medals to hang around their necks for the the four spine player spots this year if they were to take the award out. But, you know, we are the fans vote. That's who we listen to. So the Penrith Panthers, there's no denying it, got the most votes this year in the spine of the year. Congratulations. Well done. Congratulations to Penrith. Well, we've had a lot of talk about teams just then and we've done a lot of awards about individual players now we're going to look at a whole different uh medium of award giving uh and there's not necessarily one person who can accept an award like this it's for the unexpected moment of the year so we're not talking about necessarily like try of the year or play of the year this is just could have happened on a footy field, could have happened outside of a footy field, just in the world of rugby league, in the crazy, crazy world of rugby league. What's the moment that shocked us that we just went, what's going on there? Uh, so the nominees for the unexpected moment of the year are the Lachlan Lewis judo tackle on Cody Walker at halftime. The Dragons starting the year in the top four. The Parramatta Eels ending Melbourne Storm's winning streak that would have made them record breakers. And John Morris getting sacked by the Cronulla Sharks so early in the year. And the winner for unexpected moment of the year is the Parramatta Eels ending the Storm winning streak. And it was at a time where the Eels were... Really out of form. Really just looking like they were going to hobble into finals, claim that sixth spot, and then not not do much after that. Uh, and who would have thought that their circuit breaker that would get them back into form would come against the red-hot Melbourne Storm on a record-breaking winning streak? Unbelievable yeah. result, that. I still haven't quite wrapped my head around how that happened. Um you know, a well-deserving award. As you said, there isn't an individual that can particularly step up to claim this one. I think it just goes to the, the sport of rugby league. It celebrates the weird and the wacky and the wonderful. I mean, Lockie Lewis certainly put his hand up for contention of this award with that judo tackle that I think most people would have missed because it happened at halftime. That was unexpected, to mm. say the least. Um, yes. You have to feel sorry for John Morris as well. I mean, I know he signed on, I think, to the Rabbitohs next year as an assistant, but he did everything asked of him and more and to get the sack. I mean, he was the only coach to lose his job this season, which is That's fairly surprising in itself. Yeah. You know, where there's usually a coaching merry-go-round. And, of course, the Dragons, I think round five, they found themselves in the top four after being tipped for the wooden spoon with the preseason that they had. Um, fairly unexpected, but probably not as unexpected as as the Eels' victory over the Storm. So congratulations for that match. Crazy, 
Never take your eyes off the field. Watch every game at the weekend because you never know what might happen. Exactly. Now, this last or one of the last awards coming up is for the future immortal. And this one is always... Big stake words there, Harvey. That's it. I mean, there's constant debate from current players and players recently retired about who will be future immortals when their opportunity comes. And it's really, really tough to pick based on anything, really. You need to take a player's career as a whole, see their achievements across... um, they're playing days, but we've taken into account who's played the best this year, who stood up when their team needed them, who's had the career so far that if they continued the way things are going, they would finish well within the conversation of future immortality. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, the nominations are Nathan Cleary. James Tedesco, Tom Trebojevic, Sam Walker. And the winner is Tommy Turbo Trebojevic. What a year he's had. It's hard to deny him, based on this year's form, the title of Future Immortal, given the fact that he has been so involved in all of Manley's try-scoring efforts. His efforts on the pitch and origin as well led to the Wally Lewis medal. I mean, this is the toughest competition of the lot. Nathan Cleary, obviously, hadn't lost a game all year up and until this weekend's loss to the Rabbitohs. James Tedesco stepped up whenever the Roosters needed him. And boy, they needed some leadership and experience this year with the amount of injuries that they faced. At New South Wales level, he stepped into the void of captaincy for Boyd Cordner's absence, as he did at Clubland. And Sam Walker, I mean, the kid the Broncos let go. Yeah, he's, he's he, by far, obviously by far the youngest and probably the biggest outsider in that list um, because he has not yet proven himself as much as the other three have, but given it's his rookie season and he's already had a number of clutch moments and now in finals as well. Uh, you know, he's got time on his side and who knows where he could be two, three years. And he certainly looks like the next Queensland number seven once Cherry Evans hangs up or or maybe gets pushed out of that, that Maroons team. That's right. He is the one that can certainly uh, start his career off on the right foot. A lot of these players... You know, didn't win a premiership for a number of years and still haven't. Um, and so he certainly has time on his side, as you said, to pick up the momentum to carry him through to immortality. Congratulations, Tommy Trevojevic, though. Congrats. Our year for Manly, the Tatagga Awards, future immortal victor. As we approach the finale, of the Tatagga Awards ceremony, there is still a couple of awards to hand out. And one of them has already been celebrated earlier on in the year. We ran the most likable club award, yeah, where we ran a knockout competition on our Instagram page at They Talk a Good Game. Yep. Put teams head to head based on their ladder positions that week. So it was 16th up against first for the first round and going through in a knockout popularity contest to decide who was the most liked club. So Not necessarily the most loved club, but the most liked, the least hated, if you, if you will. The club that's that right. everyone could kind of get around. Yeah. That's it. It was a series of head-to-head votes from the fan base. So, you know, everybody was voting, not just for their team, but in the other matchups as well, they were voting for the team that they liked more out of the two options. And long-time listeners will already know the winner of this award, but any new fans that have joined us for the biggest ceremony of the year. That's right. And I, we my, imagine there's a few of you because, you know, even if you weren't a long-time listener, this, this ceremony beats out all, all the rest. 
That's right. There's been a lot of hype around it and it's been a pleasure hosting this award so far. Um, but without further ado, the most likable club of 2021 at the Tatagaga Awards is the New Zealand Warriors. Congratulations. Congratulations, the Warriors. Yep. We've got the music for them as well. Even though it's already been announced, I thought they are, they are worthy of getting the same recognition as all other award winners in this first inaugural to Tagaga Awards. Well done to the Warriors. Absolutely deserving of, of, that, of that award, seeing all that they've given up to keep this game going. And the fact that, you know, they've always been a pretty likable club. They play a very attacking brand of footy. And they don't have a lot of uh, close rivalries with teams because they're so far away. There's no derbies. Uh, so no, well that's done. right. Well done to the Warriors. The sacrifices they've made throughout the year to keep it running, hanging around in Australia with everything that's gone on, uh, given the situation around the world, the sacrifice has definitely earned them lots of goodwill in the rugby league community. So hats off to them. Thoroughly deserved. Congratulations. Yes, hats off to them. And... Harvey, there's only one award left to present tonight. It is, um, I guess, the closest the closest thing that we have to an award that is given out at the Dallium Awards because much like the Dallium Awards, they have an award for Player of the Year, and so do we. But our, our vote system, our point system, I guess, was a bit different. Um, it was based on our Players of the Week, which we which we announced each week and were voted on by fans and fans even could suggest their own players. And then we also had form teams each week and that contributed to the point system. But um, we ended up with a very clear winner uh, after winning player of the round three weeks in a row. I want to say after he came back from that injury at the start, he raced up our ladder and, and he was always not far from from being the player of the week. I think everyone knows who this player is. He had a pretty phenomenal season outside of this award. I think it would be crazy if he's not to win the Dallium Award, but we don't care about that right now. We care about the Tatagaga Player of the Year. And that player is Tom Trebojevic. Well done, Tom Harvey's favourite player, apart from Jake Trebojevic. He's, he's taken, out, taken out the award in a, a crazy good year. He's not only won the Tatagaga Future Immortal Award, but he's also been voted as the player of the year. Ah, uh, just... I mean, just he's a standout by far. The way that he's played the game this year, you know, every time he has the ball in his hands, it you know that points are about to emerge. It doesn't matter whether it's within his own 20-metre line or taking up a front rower's hit up under the posts from 10 metres out. He's always deadly. He's always in the right position at the right time. He's got great combinations with the players in his side, but he is the clear standout X factor that have propelled Manly to the top four this year. Thoroughly well-deserved. A lot of other strong performances throughout the year, but it would be hard to say that an individual player had more influence over their side's results in individual games this year than Tom Travojevic. Tommy Turbo, he's proven his worth. Coming back from the Corso sprint where, <laughs> you know... That was almost... That, I can't believe that didn't get a nomination for Unexpected Moment of the Year. Tommy Turbo well, drunk racing a dude at the Corso and getting injured. Or maybe the, it's, it, the shower slip, if that's the story that he's going with. Either one is right. unexpected. It's an exceptional turnaround in form. He almost got offside with all the Manly fans when he was on the sideline because of that, um, sh- yes, shower slip, as you <laughs> correctly say. Uh, but no, to finish the way the year that he has done... Um, it's exceptional stuff, and he can still take us even further to a premiership. Mm. To cap it all off would be something truly special. That would be truly special this year to take Manly all the way when, yeah, they started the year as the Wooden Spooners, uh, none from four, and he's just had an incredible year. So deserving. Uh, I think we're both so proud to call him our to tag your player of the year. 
And congrats to all the award winners on this on this wonderful night. We'll always keep all these players just close to our hearts. They are our first, and you never forget your first your first Tatagaga awards. Um, we're off and running, so you know we'll hope to see everyone for the re- podcast for the rest of this year, and also for all of next year. And then at Tatagaga Awards two next year. How exciting! Right. There might be some new awards this- up for grabs. There might be some. There might be. Even more awards. Who knows? How exciting. There's so much more to come this year. And of course, next, enjoy your finals footy. There's so much more footy to look forward to. Some of the best games of the year up ahead. Savour it while it lasts. Only a few more rounds to go before we know who the Premiership winners of 2021 are. Wow. Gosh, it keeps your heart racing. Well, Harvey, I think there's only one thing left for each of us to say. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.